0: It's the Locked on Flyers podcast for Monday, June 26th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's just going with the flow, Russ.
1: Everything's out in the wind. It's like there's nothing that you can count on.
0: We've got some potential big deals that may or may not happen to talk about NHL awards predictions. Plus, it's Monday, so we'll have our nemesis of the week. Hey there, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at our Miriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube. We're also on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. And uh, speaking of subscribing over at YouTube as of recording, which is sort of late morning on Sunday, uh, that'll also affect our, our news reports here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are so so close to the next milestone of 900 subs. So as soon as we hit that mark, we'll announce the next giveaway. And just to hint, this one is autographed. So mm-hmm. you're not gonna want to miss that one. Russ, I just mentioned we are recording late morning on Sunday and so things could change and we will address that as it happens. But in the meantime, the biggest trade rumor out there obviously is a potential blockbuster with St. Louis that could send Kevin Hayes and potentially Travis Sanheim to St. Louis uh, for either Scandella or Tori Krug, uh, but we'll get to that asterisk there and get in return probably some prospects and definitely one of St. Louis's late first round picks. And uh, this one has been on hold because of a no trade clause in Tori Krug's contract. And he does not want to waive it for Philadelphia. There's a possibility that the Flyers are trying to flip him to another team uh Where he is willing to go, but this one this one is a doozy
1: it is uh first off, you know somebody's brunch plans might get interrupted, but I guess that's the uh the downside of it. uh look
0: we're just making coffee at home and waiting, right?
1: <laughs> yep, you can't make brunch plans this time of year. We've talked about Travis Sanheim before, and even though not lately uh I thought they'd have tried to trade him at the deadline last year uh before the um no move kicks in and now they're trying one last time before the no move kicks in. And this is why it's happening. It's not happening because he's a bad defenseman and it's not happening because he's bad in the room. It's happening because it's a bad deal for what you see playing under John Tortorella. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So now if he goes somewhere else, you know, I think his defensive game can get back on track offensively though he has really never produced and and that's the thing you know so they sort of paid him like he's he's got some offense in his game but his defense is good and he he's going to log a lot of minutes i would say 75 percent of that is true so at this point you're looking for another team to say all right look the flyers are bad we can do better with him and we'll take the risk but to mitigate that risk here's what we'll give you and so I think that's why he's in there. But you know, the fact is when this deal happened, they spread it out over all those years to keep the AAV down because he was coming off a good year. Now that he's not coming off a good year, it looks bad.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a real dilemma here because I, I think we all know that that contract that Sandheim got for 6.25 million uh, and, and really the term. That's the bigger yes. issue here through 2031, which is a lot to That's pay a, long a guy time like that down
1: the road, man.
0: Yeah. And to have bet on him panning out in a way that he didn't, I certainly understand the betting on him. I think that he has a lot of potential and in a different system, he thrives a lot more. So I think moving him would help him individually. Uh, I think you're right there. But you know, for the Flyers, it, it's one of those you look back and say, no, that deal probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah, and it didn't age well. It did not. It didn't age even get well. a chan- Actually, it didn't even get a chance to age. No, because it's kicking in this upcoming <laughs> season. But I do think that it is interesting, this whole potential deal overall. Now, whether they can separate you know, what Hayes is in exchange for and what Sandheim may or may not be in exchange for. And should this Tory Krug thing be a roadblock, maybe they'll be able to figure something out for one or the other of these players with St. Louis, depending on what the terms of the deal are behind the scenes. But, you know, I think that it's, it, it's a really tough pill to swallow because if you look at you know potential salary retention as well because I think with both of them you're gonna have to retain salary and yeah. if it's up to 50 percent for Kevin Hayes and it's up to say 25% for Travis Sandheim, which seems reasonable on yeah. that deal for yeah. a second pairing defense but, you know
1: sometimes they negotiate it a point where it's like 18.25%. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it gets sometimes yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah let's just say 25%. That's 1.562 million. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, if you're going to say, yeah, you know, if we're going to have that as a cap hit for three, four years, um, and by the time the flyers are really good, it won't matter anymore, sure. But this is a long time to have that sitting on your cap. And especially when the cap this year is only going up that one million, it really throws a wrench between Hayes and Sandheim of being able to do anything creative at the deadline, let's say.
1: Right. That's where it holds you back because that, that's where the dead money is like, hmm, how close are you, are you to the cap because of the dead money? And sure, you know, every year it goes by, you get a little um, further away from the dead money. But as far as the creativity, that's where it hurts you. Because as an example, just giving an example, folks, uh, let's say they do have their, their mindset on trading Carter Hart. OK, so you're going to trade Carter Hart. You get what you get. But then what if all of a sudden the right goalie is out there for them in the market? Like in a year or two, you got to make sure you, you know, you could take on that contract if that's what it is, because maybe it's not Sam or son, you know, and I'm just saying that they're probably not doing that for a goalie, but it just, I'm just using that as a position, but you never know who might become available in the market and, when you have to get that player in a trade and want to re-sign them, and if that player is young enough where it fits in your plans, do you have the money? And that's the worry here is like, you know, if you're eating on three players, let's say, and I know D'Angelo would be just for this year, but we're going to throw him in there just because if you're eating money on three players, there is a downside to it. It's not like this money just disappears quickly.
0: It's just a struggle because if you're eating money on all three of those guys, let's say for this year, that could be upwards of $7 million on your cap going nowhere. And then for the next couple of years, it's another five million, five plus million on your cap. And I think that that's a that's a really difficult thing to buy into. And I certainly respect where Danny Breer is going with this. I think all of these are, are really good ideas in terms of getting you know, a player like Kevin Hayes out, who really like the fit just isn't right now. And we talked about a buyout potential. And I said, I didn't want to do it. No, because... I wouldn't do the buyout either. And I, and... right. And, and this is similar, but it's also very different um, in terms of how the cap hit would be. And in terms of, then you actually get a return, right? It's not just
1: a buyout. Right. Um, but again, I felt like if they could just live with him through the trade deadline this year, uh, teams might look yeah. at him differently because if he's having another good year, then yeah. they might be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, you don't have to retain as much. It would be better for you. But this just tells you how badly John Tortorella wants to get rid of Kevin Hayes and the organization's trying. That's what this tells you. That's the underlying thing here. It doesn't matter what Danny Briere says in the press conference when he talks about Kevin Hayes and says good things. This is why.
0: In the meantime, uh, mentioning Tony D'Angelo in in Carolina, potential deal in the works there, um, assuming for a player in return, maybe with some retained salary or not. uh, And that is to be determined. It apparently hit a snag at some point in the process. uh, But we'll keep an eye on that potential as well. And uh, the Canes just uh, re-signed Jordan Stahl. Uh, for 2.9 million which is actually you know pretty good i think
1: that's good i mean he's he, he's yeah. a lifer there uh he, you know he started out in pittsburgh uh got traded there and just stayed there so and yep. he's been really good for them
0: yeah and then uh the flyers in the meantime in the midst of all the rumors uh, announced their re-signing of louis belpedio which like the timing was just chef's kiss but <laughs> in, in
1: today's era flyers If they wanted to just get me to like laugh at a signing,
0: it was that one. Oh, my God. It was so perfect. But, you know, all kidding aside, like I said on Twitter, Louis Belpedio has been a real solid contributor to the Phantoms. And I'm very happy to have him back and available there. They gave him a 25K bump on the NHL salary potential, which is perfectly reasonable. Uh, And so, you know, hopefully we'll see him up in Lehigh Valley again. Yeah, and that's where he should be, and that's fine. So much going on. We will continue to keep track of all the latest news with potential deals, and uh, we'll see, you know, if we have to do another episode today.
1: I don't even want to comment.
0: All right. In the meantime, the NHL awards are on your televisions tonight, so we're going to give our predictions coming up next.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right. The first time around.
0: After today's show, be sure to check out Locked On's 2023 NHL Mock Draft Special. The local hosts of the Locked On NHL channel have made their picks, including us. And Locked On NHL host Gil Martin and Hadi Kalakeshi break down every selection over a three-day mock draft event. Find the episodes on the Locked On NHL channel over on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, uh, the NHL awards are tonight, and we're going to hit on, you know, the top awards and talk about who we think might go home with them. I want to start with the Calder, and to me, this one is or should be an easy choice in Maddie Beneers, but Owen Power and Stuart Skinner are the other two nominees. I think Skinner would be the alternate choice for me, but goalies, that's hard for them to win the Calder.
1: It is hard. Uh, I, I go Maddie Beniers all day long. I mean, look at the difference. Yeah. uh he was able to make with that team this year. He's strong up the middle. You know, the skating and everything else. The scoring, he was just hard to handle. Like as a, he was a really impact player.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, so I, I would be shocked if it's anybody other than Manny uh tonight. Uh, the Selkie Award. Now this one is interesting to me because we have. Uh, You know, they should actually just build a statue with like Selkie Award and put Patrice Bergeron there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because he's been there forever and it seems like he will be. But the other two finalists are Nico Heischer and Mitch Marner. And I love Mitch Marner as a player. And I, I think he has a right to be a finalist here. However, I think the future of this award is Nico Heischer. And the fact that he's here with Patrice Bergeron. Could this be the year that Nico Heisher topples Patrice Bergeron and takes over the mantle just because of how successful a season he individually had in the context of a developing New Jersey Devils team?
1: No, but it's nice to think about that it could happen. I, I have Heisher on the list. I can't find my list because uh, I did vote, but uh, no, Bergeron's winning again. It's just going. away, so? Yeah, it's just going. Yeah, away.
0: It could present. be. Could be. he I mean, was really
1: good. Don't want, don't want to think like he hasn't earned. Don't want to say like, oh, say sure. like he hasn't earned it. He's still. earned No,
0: it. I mean, he was such a big part of why Boston had the regular season that yeah. they did. And yeah. so you cannot deny he's still got it. Um, I just think like the fact that you sort of have the de facto like, next one in line, just sitting right there. We'll certainly see what happens, but I, I would not be surprised either way. So the next one I want to talk about is the Norris Trophy. And uh, I think this one should be a slam dunk for uh, Eric Carlson, given the season that he had. Uh, You also have Kale McCarr and Adam Fox, who I think were more in the race last year than this year specifically. But, you know, Eric Carlson just having a season or a a career level season, uh, I, I think to me is the no brainer
1: yeah it's a no-brainer i think the other guys are in the race it's just no one's in the race with eric carlson like that's the thing they're all in the race to to fill up the rest of the ballot and one of the guys that i put on there that i remember was josh morrissey uh who apparently didn't get a lot of love and i don't know why he was amazing this year but i remember i put him on the ballot
0: yeah i love josh morrissey one of my favorite defensemen in the league and Uh, I, you know, but it's hard to say, okay, Adam Fox, Kale McCarr, one of you has to sit in order for Josh Morrissey to be there. Remember when the uh, finalist list came out, I was like, this is a tough one, because I'm not sure who you'd replace here to put Josh Morrissey in. Uh, It's a really, really tough category. Um, And then, of course, the big one is the Hart Memorial Trophy and uh, Connor McDavid. uh, What can you say other than Epic season, just incredible output. Uh, David Posternak, of course, again, a huge part of why Boston was so successful in the regular season. And Matthew Kachuk, a huge, huge uh, part of the Florida Panthers and, and their sort of renaissance this past season. Although it feels like he stood out more in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. But I think that's also, you know, uh, a recency bias in yeah. my mind so i'll admit to that but you know i, I do think that, like there's no choice if you're looking at the regular season it's connor mcdavid
1: connor mcdavid come up and get your award it's pretty yeah. obvious just don't put that award in your all black kitchen because it is an all i thought it was an all white kitchen no i think he has an all black kitchen hold on i'm pretty sure it's Either all way, white it bad. I, I, like this kitchen.
0: I hate all white kitchens and i remember the visceral reaction to his kitchen that i had
1: no, it's all black. But it's, is it all is. black? The cabinets are all black, and then he's got like a white marble um uh, thing in the middle, whatever you call that, sitting area. That's where – because yeah. a lot of chairs. But it's all black. could be. And it's It'd awful. Be. Like yeah. nobody wants countertops like floor to ceiling black. It just looks – No,
0: ugh. that is true. It's hard to keep clean. All right. We should save that for our nemesis section later in the show so those are the big skater awards of course there's there's other ones but i i think they're they're less important or they're based on community service or personal experience yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's weird to like talk about those in a competitive sort of way but and i the do want i refuse to talk about no if you know i vote on it i don't no. like the lady Bing at all it's it's still i don't know why they still have it but The Jack Adams Award, I think, is also uh, an interesting one to think about just because, again, this is a regular season award and you have to put the playoffs out of your head. And so you have your finals, are are Dave Haxtell, uh, Jim Montgomery from Boston and Lindy Ruff from the Devils. And I mean, the potential awkwardness of Jim Montgomery winning this award, like incredible absolutely incredible to me but it would not be undeserved that's the thing no i think he's gonna win it i think montgomery (laughs) deserves it uh i'll be
1: thankful because he'll have a a good take on it if dave haxtell wins it we're gonna fall asleep and he had a great year he had
0: a great year all like all that aside and our flyers feelings about him aside he had a tremendous year with seattle was able to Pull them out of a rut at one point in the season um, with a, a great run toward the end of the season. Really solid playoffs for their yeah. first time this around. This is not just the, the Flyers'
1: feeling. This is a North Dakota feeling too. I covered him there too, and he and he was boring, but he's a good guy. I like him as a guy. Believe me.
0: And then Lindy Ruff actually took the Devils, I think, a lot further than people would have expected. For well, this
1: considering season. they wanted him fired at one point, the fans. Yeah. They called for him to be fired and then apologized like a month later. Like, that's wild.
0: I'm just fascinated by how this category is going to turn out. Because yeah. any way you, it turns out, it's going to be interesting.
1: I yeah, think. no, it will be.
0: And, you know, worth some discussion and maybe some chuckles on the side. But. Um, And then the other management uh, award is the Jim Gregory GM of the year. They should abolish
1: this because you can't have the GMs voting for their own award. Like you just get rid of it.
0: I I don't know that you have to get rid of it. If you have other people voting on it. Um, But But GMs
1: get to vote on this, correct?
0: Yeah, that is true. That is absolutely true.
1: Let me, okay, Rachel, let's do the locked on award, which let's vote on that. Now, which one is the best show you know i'm going to vote on lockdown i'm going to vote for lockdown flyers for the best show i'm not sure about you but that's who i'm
0: going to vote for well but most of these it's like eurovision you can't vote for your own country um i think that you know these are all soccer reference for
1: people as dumb as me
0: no eurovision is the the big song competition oh my god i don't think
1: everybody knows that so okay yeah
0: well it's a cultural tent pole. And if you are not aware, that is on you, friend. Okay.
1: <laughs> the way she said friend, it's not so friendly, but okay, that's fine.
0: So the finalists are Jim Nill um, from Dallas, Don Sweeney from Boston, and Bill Zito from Florida. And I think what Bill Zito did in Florida in terms of you know restructuring um, significantly a team that was the president's trophy winners and then they flamed out in the playoffs yeah. he made big changes and lo and behold they get to the stanley cup final and to me that's the accomplishment here no you know no shade to jim nill who i think did a remarkable job in dallas um and of course you know don Sweeney holding that core together is that's an accomplishment too but I, you got to give it to bill zito right
1: yeah i would give it to, i'm sure bill yeah. zito would give it to bill zito i don't know who jim nill's going to well... vote for though who do you think <laughs> yeah. jim nill's voting for
0: oh god he's probably voting for don sweeney i think (laughs) but all right so those are nhl awards predictions snarky or not but uh, we'll see who winds up getting them and we will certainly eat whatever crow we need to on a future episode about that but in the meantime uh, we do have our nemesis of the week and we will get to that coming up next before we get to our nemesis of the week, uh, over the weekend, the draft rumors are continuing to swirl, which has led some people to think the Flyers have more of a chance at Mitch because of the Habs might being in for Ryan Leonard and then Ryan Backer to Arizona. Uh, Smith might get chosen by San Jose. So. Uh, do you think that Mitchkov to the Flyers could be a bigger possibility than we've been thinking so far?
1: No, I think it's less of a possibility because now that teams can talk to Mitchkov, I think more teams will want him. I think when teams yeah. couldn't talk to him, then the Flyers had a really good chance of getting him. So I think it's the opposite. I think he won't be there like Briere initially said because once teams talk to him, I think there's going to be a few that say, "All right, you know what." Yeah, we'll we'll do this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, we'll have more to say about that on tomorrow's show. He's in Manhattan,
1: was... though. He did take a picture on he Instagram. He did.
0: I know he was very near me at one point. Okay, uh, he was just blocks away from where I was at that time. Um, so could have passed him on the street. Could have. All right, our nemesis of the week. Uh, last week, we talked about second guessing the Flyers draft pick strategy and just we're getting to the, the time where um, we're overthinking it a little bit. And if this, then this and um, just that swirl kind of getting to us was yeah. was the nemesis for for this week. there I think there are two nemeses. First off, because of all of the trade rumors out there, just kind of the waiting on that is a nemesis uh, in and of itself. but. I think the other nemesis for me is because the NHL is back to a normal schedule, so to speak, in terms of the timing of their uh, things like the draft and then free agency. So free agency starts on July 1st again this year, uh, which it hasn't because of COVID and the schedule. And so this week is absolutely bonkers. We have the draft and then it just goes immediately, it seems like, with just a day in between of break to to free agency on Saturday. And so this week is going to be bonkers with a lot of moving pieces and parts around the league. Yeah,
1: it'll be crazy. Uh, my nemesis will just be the airlines because like every time I try and catch something, I can't. So as an example, I can't my... of a
0: cheaper flight.
1: No, I can get the cheap flights, but what I can't do is try and line up um, when there's like a media availability and I've given myself like seven hours to, to be able to do that on the same day. Cause you know, I can't get there the day before to make sure I'm really there. And like last time with the, with the Stanley cup, couldn't do it. And so now like there's a media availability before the draft. And now we get in there maybe with like a half hour to spare. Now this is after our flight got pushed already. Our flight got changed going from Newark to Nashville about a month ago. So it was supposed to be a 7 a.m. flight. Now it's a 9 a.m. flight. So, you know, I could just see the writing on the wall, Rachel. It's like, I won't miss the draft, but it's some of those other things. Like I can't control them anymore because the airlines are so bad. So that's my nemesis is the airlines in general. I just, this is why I like to drive.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's a tough life logistically trying to make things work to be where you want to, when you want to. I think that the logistics of everything going on in Nashville will be uh, something to watch, especially oh, yeah. like we just talked about with the Mitchkov conversations. When are they going to happen? What order are they going to be happening in? Uh, and will that give any indication as to what's going to uh, happen in terms of. You know, who might pick him and if he's choosing to talk to a certain team first, is that a is that a hint or is it just a scheduling and logistics thing that right. like you were just talking about? So i um, going to be a lot of uh, armchair prognosticators out there trying to dig into all of that and, and figure out what it means. I mean,
1: they're going to interview Mitch Koff at like a honky tonk. That's what I would do. I would bring him into <laughs> one of those honky tonks and just say, all right, let's let's talk.
0: We're going to literally sit on saddles instead of bar stools and have this conversation. (laughs) I love bars like that. I think they're fun. All right. uh, We're going to wrap things up with the flyers fun thing. And of course it is gritty on the fire truck. uh, Trying uh, as it is gritty on the fire truck as they reopened I-95 in Philadelphia uh, with the other mascots around the philadelphia area of course the fanatic was there and uh i believe the sixers mascot was there and swoop and yeah and, and all of that so um what a tremendous effort to get i need a 95 back open and it's the most philly thing ever to have all the mask mascots it, it on was, a fire truck
1: <laughs> listen it was amazing i appreciate it because i have to go and meet up with um a buddy that i'm taking the flight with and I have to go on on 95 and i figured there's no way this is gonna be ready. I will give tremendous credit to Philadelphia and to Joe Biden for funding it. Because if he didn't do that, I don't think any of this would have happened this quickly. And so it really is a a true amazing thing if you think about it.
0: It really is. And uh, you know, just gotta do it up Philly style, I guess. All right. That'll do it for today's show. Of course, we will be back tomorrow and everydayers can look forward to the latest in draft news as we get closer. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your questions via Twitter at Flyers. You can email us at Flyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russell I'm at Sportsology, S P O R T S O L O G Y.
0: Stay tuned and have a great day, everyone.